The Girl Talk Inc. podcast inspires middle and high school girls to learn about, to embrace, and to live every day in their leadership lifestyle. Welcome back. We're your hosts, Pace and Melissa. If you would like to contribute to helping the Girl Talk podcast come to your ears every two weeks, you can help by giving as a monthly donor at as low as $5 a month. Hello, welcome back to the Girl Talk Inc. podcast. I am so excited to be here with my co-host, Melissa Henriquez, and our two incredible ambassadors, Kirti and Morgan. We are here to talk about mental health. Um, So I don't know if any of you know, Hopefully you do since the September by now, but we do have a word of the month um, each month of 2021 to explain leadership. We are explaining like we are defining leadership. Um, and so mental health is one of those. Your mental health has to be um, healthy so that you can be a good leader for others and a good leader for yourself even, you know. So we are going to really just dive into mental health and have the girls answer some questions. So we are going to start out with one question for Kirti and then Morgan will follow it up. Um, so can you kind of tell us what are some symptoms that your physical health may need a checkup? Um, I think for me, something I've noticed is are like symptoms, I guess, is um, just when I'm feeling like unusually down and just not feeling like my best self, um, whether it's like looking in the mirror and just not feeling pretty or just like not feeling like I'm eating healthy enough. Um, I think those are kind of like, personally for me, kind of like my signals to just um, check in on my mental health, physical health. Yeah, that's the same for me, like with um, physical health. Like if I don't drink enough water, if I'm like eating a lot of junk food in like one week, I'll be like, like my whole body would just feel like, oh, I don't feel that great. I need to eat some like, clean clean food, drink some water, get some sleep, then I start to feel like better. I think that physical health is it's just so important to really listen to what your body is telling you. Um, I know that my body will just like indicate how much like energy I have left by um, if I'm around a group of people that I just don't need to be around and I will feel <laughs> like a decrease in my social tank. Um, so listening to your body is just like so important um, in order to just have good mental health in general, but also just to go through the day. Um, Cause your body can usually tell things that sometimes you're not noticing with your mind. Um, so then the next question is, what are some symptoms that your mental health may need a checkup? Some symptoms, uh, some symptoms for me is just like, like I'm emotionally just not there. Like I'm going through the motions of the day and nothing's like clicking with me. And like, and sometimes I'm just like, overall, just don't feel like doing anything. Just want to lay in my bed, do nothing all day, which is not good. And like some symptoms for me specifically is like, I start to overthink things or like always think the worst. And it's just, that's what I know. I need to take a break and like reevaluate what is happening. Yeah, for me, it's kind of the same thing. Um, one of the biggest things for me though is, so I'm a very extroverted person. So if you put me in any situation, like I love to talk to people, I love to, you know, just jump into things and do anything. So I think for me, it's like whenever I'm completely shut off to those things. And like, if I, if I go in a public space, like I just don't really want to talk to anyone and I become really introverted. Um, I think to me, for me, that's like the biggest symptom that 
I need to check in on my mental health and make sure that I'm doing okay. Yeah, I so agree with what y'all said for physical health and also what y'all said for mental health. And I know this podcast is all about mental health, but if we're not checking in on both, then then both may fail if we're not checking in. Um, and so one of the questions that I have is, what are some trusted adults? Who are some trusted adults you could ask for help? And with that, I want to say that sometimes it is hard, like maybe you do trust your parents, but you don't really want to go to your parents. So who's the other person you could go to? Um, and so I kind of want y'all to share on like that perspective, like, yes, please go to your parents, but let's say that might feel a little uncomfortable. Who could you go to instead? Yeah. So for me, I have a lot of uh, people outside of my parents. I think it just depends on the situation. Um, I know like my high school counselor is someone who I got to go to a lot because you know she's known me for a while so I'm always like comfortable going to her um also um one of my teachers at school um I've been close with her since like seventh grade until like now so anytime like when I'm at school and I've just been having a hard day um it's really easy for me to just go into her you know office and just sit on her couch and we don't even always have to like talk it through but sometimes just having a place where I know um, I can sit like whenever I'm ready to talk about it, she's there to talk. Um, or if I just want to sit in quiet, that's also a place I can do that. Um, she's probably one of the main people I go to, but also like um, counselors and just one also our moderator for my girl talk chapter um, at my school. She's also someone that I go to because I know we always talk about, you know, stuff that I'm going through and even how we can relate that back to our girl talk chapter. I agree with, I also go to my school counselor. Like I'll go in there if I'm having like just a really bad day, I'll just go out there and like sit there and like, we'll just like, she's like, you don't have to talk right now. You can like decompress, calm down, calm yourself down. And then, and then we'll start talking about it. And then I ultimately feel better. Another person that I go to sometimes is um, my therapist. I have a therapist that I go to sometimes like, cause of, um, I have um, anxiety and like, so I go to go to him sometimes and like, it's very um, calming almost like you go to a place where you can talk about it. And then once you're done, like all that stuff is just left at, at their office and you don't have to carry it with you. And like, I feel like people don't really like think like therapy is the right way to go. But I mean, like, there's nothing wrong with therapy. Therapy is like helpful. And I mean, there's such a bad stigmatism with like, you need therapy and like, no, it's helpful. Yeah, therapy is very helpful. Um, I did not start going to therapy until the end of my college career. And um, I started going because I felt burnt out with the stuff in which that I was doing. Um, and so I kind of just uh, was very disappointed in myself. Um, I signed up to be a part of almost anything you can think of. Um, and I couldn't deliver. And I was very frustrated with that. Um, and so I think that sometimes our mental health can be triggered by disappointment, um, by just things happening that we just didn't expect. Um, I mean, now I am old enough and experienced enough to understand that signing up for everything is not um, <laughs> something that I'd like to do or an indication of strength. Um, but at that time, I needed to learn that lesson and my therapist helped me to kind of Go through the motions of figuring that out. Um, so the next thing I wanted to ask you guys is for you to share an experience where you had to work through disappointment. 
One experience for me is when I auditioned for my school spring musical. Like I was like so into the show, like I knew the ins and out of it. And like, I was like, I prepared for like weeks for this audition. And then like, I got to the audition and I did it. And then, but then afterwards I did not get into the show at all, which was a huge disappointment for me. Cause I like put all this effort into it and it just didn't amount to anything at, at the moment. And then, um, well, for me, this happened before where I don't get to a show. So I always give myself like a day of just pity party, day of pity party. You can be sad. You can like just be down on yourselves, but it's only for that day. So after that day, you just have to like, like, do not think about the bad feelings that happened the day before and like kind of move on. And how I moved on from this experience was like, I went to my uh, theater teacher and I, um, I asked, how can I improve my, my auditions in the future? And she gave me some helpful feedback. And also I asked if I could still be a part of the show, but like behind the scenes, which she happy, happily accepted. And I got to do that. And yeah. Um, for me, I think one of, I guess like the biggest disappointments is, so we have a coffee shop at our school um, and I'm in charge of running it. So I know starting this year, it was, a struggle to like open it up and you know out of nowhere there were all these um like things we standards we need to meet before we open it up um so there were a lot of times where I was denied <laughs> the opportunity to open up um so kind of what Morgan was saying like going um to the administrator who was in charge and seeing what can I do to like make it better like is it how I pr like pitch the plan or is there something I need to add um, and kind of just taking a day to like decompress and like have that pity party for yourself because I think sometimes you do need to feel sad you don't always need to be happy like sometimes you need to feel all those feelings um, so yeah I would say the same thing as Morgan I love that y'all were willing to share your disappointments um, I think that is so incredible because I know one of my disappointments when I was in high school um, was that I failed this test I'd been studying for forever. And so it was my personal training studying test, um, or not studying test, my personal training test that I'd studied for, for I think over a year. Um, and so I went in and took it as soon as, soon as I turned 18 and failed it. And I was like, huh? Like, how, how am I supposed to continue on? Like what in the world? And I needed to wait. I think, I think it was like five months to be able to take it again. And so that same week I had to be all cheery and graduate because it was the same week I decided to take my test and graduate and do all the things like Melissa was talking about. I decided to put a hundred things on my plate, um, which I'm not really sure why I did that. Um, but yeah, like I had to handle that disappointment and with that came stress. Um, and I have always dealt with stress and anxiety, um, since I was very little. Um, and so it has been something that has made me realize that I need to take a step back and realize what are like the three main things that are bringing me stress right now and how can I work through those? That way I'm not, you know, in over my head on the things that I'm doing in my life. And so my question for y'all is what are the three things that are affecting you in your life with stress? And can you give us some almost tips with those three things on how you're handling them? Um, I think for me, 
this isn't three things, but this is like the biggest thing that is overtaking my life. Um, so since I'm a senior, I'm waiting to hear back from colleges around this time. Um, so that's kind of the biggest stress in my life. And I think for me, something that has helped me just kind of throughout this month and throughout this process is knowing that I've like done the best I could on my application and my essays. And, you know, I've shared those with teachers, counselors, family friends, and like had them proofread a thousand times. And I know I did my best on those and like my interviews, I know I prepared the best I could and I did the best I could. And at this point, there's nothing I can control. Um, and I know something else is like, wherever I decide to go to college, like that's going to be the place for me. And if it's not like, there are so many other options out there for me. Um, so I think just telling myself, just making sure I know, like, I've done the best I could with what I can control and I can't really control anything anymore. And now I just have to learn from whatever happens. One thing for me that causes me like the most stress is just school and like schoolwork. Like I always put a tremendous amount of pressure on myself to like always get good grades, always be the best at everything, which comes with a lot of overthinking and a lot of stress. And so I, to like kind of deal with my like assignments and stuff, I have to like, I would do, I would do it. Then I, after I've done it for a good amount of time, I know I've done enough, I put enough effort to get a great grade on this assignment. I have to step back, calm my overthinking self and be like, I've done this assignment. I've done it well. I'm going to turn it in. It, I'm done with this assignment. I have to turn it in now because if I don't do that, I will like keep looking at this assignment over and over and it like builds to the point of like breaking with stress, which is awful. Um, but um, another thing would be probably the same thing as Kirti, like prepare, well, thinking about college, preparing for college and all like, like applying for scholarships and like thinking about where I want to go. Cause like I'm a junior and I'm like, I'm like still testing the waters of like, where am I where do I want to go and like that's the whole thing and like to deal with that I just have to like think okay this I I think this school might be good for me if it's not it's fine we can look move on to the next school and also about like scholarships like okay I don't have to get this scholarship there's like a million more scholarships that I can apply for and that just kind of helps me calm myself down a little bit I'm glad that you have those things to help you calm down. I think that junior year of high school is probably the most stressful year of high school for me. Um, I, again, didn't learn my lesson and was just a part of everything because I thought that I needed to in order to get into schools that I wanted to go to. Um, and I remember uh, just being stressed all the time and stress was a fairly new feeling for me at that age. Um, you know, now I kind of live with it every single day, but when I was in high school, I wasn't really used to the feeling of stress. Um, and so when I get really stressed, I have two moods and two moods only. One, I shut down completely. I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to do anything. Um, my thoughts are very much like, uh, I'm going to avoid this because it's just too much for me to handle. Um, and then the second mood is if I don't deal with this now, something's going to suffer. Um, like if I don't finish this now, I'm not going to have fun this weekend. If I don't finish this now, um, then the next assignment isn't going to get done on time. And so oftentimes when we're stressed, um, our brain literally goes into fight or flight mode. Um, and 
And so those were the two moods that I had. Like I was either going to run away from it or I was going to fight this. Um, and so when you guys are thinking about how you deal with stress, um, I kind of wanted you to talk about what kind of thoughts you feel when you're stressed out. Um, so maybe you have thoughts like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> or you have thoughts like, I have to do this right now, I have to do this right now. And if you could share what those thoughts are. For me, since like, okay, my anxiety likes to take little things and then turn them into huge problems that like cannot be solved. So it's always like, if there's a this very like important assignment or like very difficult assignment and like it has a due date and like the due date's approaching, I'm like, I'm never gonna get this done. I'm, it's not gonna be good enough. I'm gonna fail this assignment. Failure is a very big thought that comes to my head, which I, it's just bad. And, um, and like, um, it's just like, after that, it turns into a thing of like, you're stupid, you cannot do this. You're, you're not gonna be able to do this, which is like, not, not right. And it's like, I know I can do this, but like, after that, like little like spark of just like, doubt comes into my head it kind of just like kind of spirals out of control until like I'm just like upset about it I think for me a lot of my stress comes from like I guess um like planning things especially things that are kind of like a team project and I feel like I'm the only one doing work um I feel like that's where a lot of my stress comes from and in those situations especially um I usually get more determined and like hyper focused on like everything and just trying to get everything done especially when it's in a limited amount of time and trying to like carry the burden by myself um I think that's what usually happens to me when in reality I should communicate with others which I'm working on <laughs> um and you know letting people know like this is how I feel like I'm stressed about this and I feel like I'm doing all the work like could you take this off my plate or like help me out with this um, I think that's usually what goes through my head whenever I find myself in stressful situations. When it comes to like school and like having like just like a lot of homework assignments or just like a lot of extracurriculars, um, I know something that I always do is take a step back and like I love to make to-do lists and like schedules um, and just prioritizing and deciding does this come first or does this come first and um, seeing like if there's things that I can hold off till the next day or just um, not do. Um, and I usually like make lists and schedule things. So that usually, usually helps. So the reason we're having y'all both share, you know, the stresses in your life and the ways that you handle them is so that everyone listening doesn't feel alone because these feelings come and they go and they come back. And so, that's why I really wanted to have this conversation with you girls is so that everyone knows they're not alone in this and that anxiety and stress is real. Um, but also checking in with yourself and making sure that you have a way to calm down and you have a way to really check in on your mental health is so important. Um, and so with that being said, I know that throughout my high school journey, like I was a stress ball. Um, I know grades really mattered to me. Um, a lot of, you know, the little projects that I would have really mattered. The things that would count like 0.2% of my grade, I'd be like, oh no. Um, and now looking back, I'm like, girl, girl, you should have just worried about the big test in, in life and, you know, focusing in on the, you know, things that really do matter, not the really, really small things. I'm not saying grades don't matter, grades matter, but focusing in on 
what's really important. Um, and so with that being said, I know that my behavior would become very, um, I actually would become very quiet and reserved and just kind of like shut off from the world. Um, and so I know that is kind of how my behavior comes out. Um, and my parents can even tell it today. They're like, okay, you need to figure it out so you can be your normal self because I don't even, I don't even see Pace in there. I don't see her bubbly self. Um, so what does your behavior normally look like when um, you're stressed? Um, kind of the same thing what you said, like whenever I'm really stressed, I just want to lock myself in my room and just like work. Like I don't want to talk to anyone else. Like my extroverted self goes away. Um, I think like another thing, depending on like, sometimes I find myself getting like, I guess, frustrated and angry at people who aren't like affecting my life at all. Just like are not part of it. Um, like I find myself on like a short fuse, um, and just really moody. Uh, that's usually how my behavior changes. Um, when I'm stressed out. Yeah, same with the frustrating. I always feel like when I'm like just very, I'm just very tense when I'm stressed. And I always feel like just like that, that small mistake that someone makes is going to just set me off and it's like not their fault. And then like afterward, I'm like regretting, like they did nothing. Why did I just blow up at them? <laughs> and then like, I'm always just like, um, I do sometimes like shut down. I'm like very quiet with myself. Like I'm like always in my head. So I'm like not really talking as much, which is just like, so, but I'm having like a conversation with myself in my head, in my head, which sounds crazy, but it happens. <laughs> and um, so I'm just having those overwhelming like thoughts happening. So, which makes me, uh, cause I'm normally a very bubbly person. Like Kirti, Kirti, you say that you're a very bubbly person. Like you very extroverted I'm also a very extroverted person but then I just turn into this introverted little person afterwards and um yeah yeah I most definitely am extremely extroverted too so I understand what you guys are talking about um and I actually gravitate towards introverted people for some reason um so I always have a roommate or a friend that wants to be alone to recharge and I want to hug to recharge so when you find that balance, that can also help your mental health um, is surrounding yourself with people that understand your love languages um, and just like the way that you're built in general. Um, I think that mental health is just such an important topic that was not spoken about enough when I was growing up. And I'm really proud that you guys not only can speak about it, but you can identify your triggers um, and also like lead yourself um, in that way. I cannot do that at you guys' age, so you should applaud yourselves. Um, but I do think that mental health should be taken seriously. So if anybody's listening to this podcast, there's going to be a blog post that is going to provide a number for you to contact if you are um, feeling like you are having a mental health crisis um, and that Girl Talk supports you in that decision. Um, we just wanted to let you know that that's okay um, and that we all have those moments, but that there are resources for you to utilize um, after listening to this, um, along with this being a resource, we hope that it was as positive as possible. Um, we also have challenges that go with our podcast. And so there's going to be a challenge that goes on our blog post that goes with this podcast because we can't help but to give you so many resources. Um, and you can find a challenge in order to kind of improve your mental health um, and invest in that as a leader. So thank you, Morgan. And thank you, Kirti, for being here today. We appreciate you guys so much and the ambassadors that you guys are 
for being on this podcast. I could have never been on a podcast when I was in high school. So I think you guys are pretty cool. Um, so thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next time. Want to bring Girl Talk to your community? The best way to do that is to start a chapter. To learn more, you can go to our website and click on Get Involved. Then go to Start a Chapter and it will lead you right to how to start it. If you enjoyed this episode and want to learn more about Girl Talk, follow us on social media at Girl Talk Inc. And check out our website at mygirltalk.org.